You're listening to episode 18 of season two of The Improvement Project, and today I want to share an interview that I did as part of a summit last month. Listen in to hear me interviewed by Lindsay Pulliam, personal trainer and creator of the Building Healthy Habits Into Identity Summit. Let's go. Welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast that will encourage you to get curious about your thoughts, your feelings, and your beliefs, and how they might be holding you back from achieving your big dreams and goals. I'm your life coach, Dr. Peggy Malone. After 20 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as working with clients one-on-one as their life coach, I've learned how the thoughts that we habitually think, the feelings that those thoughts create, and the beliefs that we practice as a result of those thoughts and feelings are the key to getting what we want in this life. I've learned that a coach can help you recognize what's happening in your brain, get clear on your goals, and then hold you accountable on the way to your best life. Listen in each week as I help you discover why you are the way you are and how you can lean in to self-inquiry on the way to being an even better you. Let's get after it. In September, I participated in the Building Healthy Habits into Identity Summit, where Summit host Lindsay Pulliam interviewed various experts, including me, who shared their thoughts on how to best achieve success with habits and health long-term by first focusing on identity. You'll hear us talk about the be-do-have model, about trusting your future self, and about how the people around you have an impact on your results. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, Peggy, thank you. Thank you so much for being here and joining me today. And I'm really excited about the summit and allowing to um, just open up this conversation about how do we take healthy habits and we really create it into who we are so that it sticks for a lifetime, not just these quick up and down fixes all the time, but we're really driving home the healthiest version of ourselves, no matter what that looks like. And I thought of you because I came across your podcast and your content and I thought you had a great voice for this um this conversation and so I'm really excited to have you today and um why don't you tell us a little bit about you and then we'll get into some questions okay awesome thanks Lindsay and thanks so much for having me I'm excited to share what I can share and hopefully somebody can find some gold nuggets in our conversation today that will be helpful for them so about me uh, my name is Dr. Peggy Malone I am a chiropractor I have been a chiropractor for 20 years and in that time I have conversations regularly with my patients in terms of helping them to create better habits for their health and wellness and then in the last few years I have started a podcast it's called The Improvement Project where I talk about healthy living and improving yourself creating good habits, uh, just sort of becoming the best version of ourselves that we can be. And I'm also a life coach. I work with clients one-on-one to help them to get to the goals that they're looking for, to find the results that they want in this life. So that is a little bit about me. Nice. And so how long have you been doing this? Doing the, I've been doing the podcast for just over four years and I've been a life coach for about a year, 10 years ago. And then I've just come back to it in the last year and a half. So, um, I'm, uh, I'm dialing that up as I, my, my career as a chiropractor is like starting to slow down and I'm starting to ramp up this new business. And it's very amazing because it's all the best parts of being a chiropractor, the relationship yeah. that I have with people, helping them to solve for 
healthy habits, but then getting to do it in a way where we have more time and where I only have 10 or 15 minutes with a patient in my practice. Now I can sit down with my clients one-on-one for 45 minutes every week and talk about their goals and how we can get them there. So it's, it's, it's really got me fired up in the last year or so. And I love it. I love that. I love that. You know, uh, as a personal trainer, that intimacy with our clients and being able to really just dig into being deeper with them is such a gift and a blessing. So thank you for also sharing that with our audience today. So I'm really excited. Okay, so our topic is on um, building healthy habits into identity. So how can um, people identify better with a healthy habit? Well, first of all, like we want to know what is a healthy habit, right? So probably you've had some of your other guests talking about this. I'm a huge fan of James Clear. I refer to him as my online pretend best friend. For those who don't know, he wrote the book Atomic Habits. And he talks about the fact that habits are small decisions that you make and actions that you perform every single day. And for a healthy habit, we would hope that those actions and decisions lead us to a healthier and happier place. So you asked me about like bringing identity into habits. A lot of humans, when they go through life, they start, if we start from the start, we sort of have a family of origin. We have like situations that brought us through life. We have our original role models. We have school, all of the experiences that have brought us to now, and we become what we see. So if in all of those experiences, we had parents that ate healthy and exercised and friends and all of the rest that brought us to a place where it was just normalized that we had all of these healthy habits then that is who we became and that is our identity. But there's plenty of us out there that didn't have that experience as we were growing up in this life. Our family of origin didn't necessarily have the best healthy eating habits or um, eating habits, exercising habits, managing stress, sleeping well, uh, like just communicating well, all the things that would make us healthy humans. And when we don't have that, then our identity is just that, what we saw when we were growing up. So now we're at a place where we want to do something better. We want to be healthier. We want to exercise more. We want to eat better. But we just don't believe yet that we are the kind of person that can do that. So instead of focusing on who do I have to be in order to do that, most of us listen to the media. We get like inundated with all of these messages. And it's like, do this exercise program, eat this diet, do these things. It's strategy, strategy, strategy. It's just, what do I do? People come to me and they say, they probably come to you too, Lindsay. What do I do? Just tell me what to do. And when we start with what to do, you might muster a bit of motivation to do it for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. But inevitably, it fades away because that inner part of us, our identity, doesn't believe that we are the kind of person that does those things. And that's why we struggle creating those lifelong healthy habits. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it, the, that disconnect leaves us stuck in this on again, off again, on again, off again, and not wondering, always wondering, why is it that we are struggling so much to make this a part of something we do all the time? And you nailed it. It's because we, we are not identifying with who we actually are as the healthiest version part of ourselves. And, and that's, that's a huge piece that I believe is missing and I'm loving that you're bringing that to this conversation today. So, (laughs) um, all right. So I'm going to ask you a little personal question with that. What side of the spectrum were you on growing up as a kid? Were you on the health, you had a healthy family who did healthy things or were you on the other side of the spectrum where it was like, 
I didn't really have a great role model. Like what side? Cause I believe our audience needs to know our vulnerabilities and where we sure, come yeah. from and our, our, our history, because they always look at us like, Oh, you guys are perfect. You've had it all together, but we do this because we've been there before and we know how to get you through it faster because we've done it before. So that's why we're, we're sharing these tips and tricks because we've been there. So what side of the spectrum have you been on? Well, I would say that for my childhood, I had um, a good role model in terms of eating well and for knowing that physical activity was important. But the interesting thing about this is I was put in sports. So I played all the sports. I played soccer. I played basketball. I was a varsity basketball player in university. And, um, and then later in life, once I got to sort of, you know, I'm not living in my parents' house anymore and being driven to basketball practice all the time, or I'm out of university and that's not like part of my regular schedule. I then, because I didn't have it built in as a habit that was self-directed, I always had a coach saying, do this thing, run this run, like, like shoot these hoops, right? So I always, it was always directed outside of me. It was never like an internal, internally directed thing. So once I got out of university and out of chiropractic school, I sort of became this adult that didn't have fitness as a habit, a daily habit that I was doing just to lock in so that I could be healthier from now until forever. I struggled with it because I was used to being like, I go to practice and the coach tells me what to do. So this is part of the reason why I got interested in why do we do things and what are the habits? Because I personally know people that it was part of their life when they were a kid, that daily movement, just as, as for health was important. That's not the way that I learned it. My movement was to score hoops and to win games. It wasn't to just be healthier from now until when I'm 75 and I'm bringing the groceries in from the car. So that's my story. And that's why I became interested in this because as an adult, I'm always on the mission to build in these habits so I can be healthier long-term. And these are the things that I share with my patients and my clients too. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you know, and I can relate a lot to your story because I grew up with a family that was active and stuff like that. Not necessarily had a lot of income to do things. Um, but the narrative when I was a kid is that fast food wasn't that easy to access <laughs> and like it is now. So eating healthier stuff was a way of our life. But as I moved into college, I found myself the same way. I didn't have the coach there anymore. I didn't have the parents driving that. And now I become built in and, my, and I have my new husband and stuff and his life and his life experience start to play into my life experience, right? Where people are reflecting off of um, their reflection of their life is reflecting onto you. And he didn't come from a very good background of eating and it was always processed or canned or, and they didn't work out and they didn't go exercise a lot. But so his reflection of life met with my reflection of life. And I found myself really indulging into what was the unknown and finding it harder to show up as that old version of myself and I lost myself. I created a new identity in that. Mm -hmm. And then as that new identity creates, that becomes the narrative. So we could either be in where we were living a healthy lifestyle, right? And then coming into not so healthy and life gets busy with raising kids and building businesses and letting everything get so hectic that we start to create a different version. Or we've always had that. And we don't know how to get out of that, right? So I can definitely relate to your story. And I know that some of our viewers are going to be like, 
that was me. I had a healthy, I was all athlete. And then all of a sudden I was left to my own device and I can't, I, I oh my gosh. Like, I, like for me, I came from a small town and we didn't have restaurants. We didn't have all that stuff. And it was like, oh, I can get pizza at 12 o'clock at night. What? <laughs> okay, let's do it. You know, it's like, oh, shoot. I got to rein that identity back in and re-identify what, really needs to happen so I can live into my best version of myself. So I can, I, I definitely identify with that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So how does the mindset and habits play a role? Like, so obviously it's our past, our past history makes a difference in what, whether or not how we show up, but it's also I'm also hearing you say it's also a mindset thing. So how does that play a role? Well, uh, the way that I have explained this on my podcast regularly, and I really love this model. Maybe you've heard about this before. There's something called the be, do, have model. And generally speaking, most humans start with do. Just as I said, Peggy, what do I do? Lindsay, tell me what to do, right? People think that if they just do the right thing, then they're going to have the thing that they want and that's going to make them be happy. So they're in a model that is do, have, be. So instead of being in the do, have, be model, we want to shift it to the be, do, have model. Instead of focusing on what do I do, instead we want to direct our thoughts and our feelings and our beliefs to who am I the type of, what type of person do I want to be? If I know that I'm the type of person that, that I want to be the type of person that eats healthy, that exercises regularly, that sleeps well, that manages my stress, that has really great communication and good relationships with humans. If I want to be that version of myself, what does that person think about? What does that person believe? What does that person feel? And then I can get inside that identity. And then from there, I can take inspired action. And then I do the thing that will then allow me to have the result that I want. So that's where it goes from do have be to be do have. So anytime you, I always tell people, anytime you get into that thought, spinning thought thing of what do I do? What do I do? What's next? What do I do? Instead, we need to back it up and then redirect our brains to wait a minute. Who do I want to be? What's the kind of person that does this? What do they think about? What do they feel? What do they believe? Let's get inside that energy and then I can take inspired action from that place. And that's a totally different do than just Lindsay, tell me what to do or Peggy, tell me what to do. So that I think in terms of mindset, it really is about what are you thinking about and what do you believe and really getting in touch with that version of you that you want to be and then moving forward and what do you do? Yeah, I I 100% agree. I think our actions are based off of our belief. So when we repetitively step into actions of not showing up, it's because our belief or who we are attached to our identity. So we're always thinking, what do I do to get out of it instead of what do I believe? And how do I connect with that belief to get out of it? That's what I'm hearing you say. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. Very good. I like it. Um, so what's the missing part of the conversation? Is there other missing links in that, that um, you think not just the identity part, but is there something else that we can go deeper in with that? Or 
Yeah, I think one of the other things that that might be missing is that a lot of the strategies that you see shared on social media, in the media, through all of us that are trying to, you know, put out a message of being healthier, a lot of the strategies are in the action, right? Like, what do I do? So that's very logical neck up stuff. It's like all the stuff that like, if I know what to do, then I'll do it. And if you ask the average human that wants to get healthier, pretty much they have a good idea of what to do, right? They know what to do. They just can't, for whatever reason, get past the, oh, I know I need to eat healthier and exercise more, but they can't make themselves do it. So the missing piece is what we just talked about, which is shifting them into who do they need to be. But some of that is going to be embodying people, like getting them into their bodies. So once you're like inside your body, then in actually moving and feeling, then that sometimes is a missing piece. I'm not explaining it 100% well, but I kind of feel like we spend so much time in our heads that we need to get people to like really feel what does it feel like to be the kind of person that's healthy? What does it feel like to be the kind of person that eats well and exercises regularly and doesn't have stress? And if you can imagine that and you can think about it and feel it, then that will allow for you to get past the stuckness of what do I do? And I'm not doing what I know I should do. Yeah. So uh, there, and you see this happening as a trend in health in general, that there's so much um, people are healing nervous system uh, dysregulation and people are doing more meditative practices and embodiment practices where they're like learning to connect their body and their mind. And I think that is maybe a piece that would really help people to move forward in creating longer re- lasting good results with their health and, uh, and their habits around health. Oh, that is really good. That is really good because I definitely can relate. I think that um, the actions, always having the right steps and actions is a huge, huge factor why we see people on their roller coaster because they're always looking for that next action step, but never really identifying with the belief behind that action step to push them forward. So that's a huge huge point thank you for making that and and bringing that to light because i think that's the narrative that really needs to be adjusted in order for true success to actually happen whatever that is to you and how your healthiest version will show up needs to identify with your belief before really taking the action because yet all the action without the belief doesn't go anywhere really because you just get back to the action that is related to the belief that you still have. Is yeah, it's right? like we just go right back to default. You know, we can yeah. like muster it up for a few minutes or a few weeks or even a couple of months, but then something will happen and it'll trip us up and it'll just bring us right back to zero. Yeah, because you're, you're continuing to live into the action of your belief. Absolutely. So if you live into the action of your belief, it's always going to bring you back to that underlining belief. So that means you're staying right where you're at until you change that belief and you change how you feel and you relate with it. And I love the fact that you pointed out feelings because, yes, emotions are a big driving factor, whether or not we want to agree with that or or not. Right. Like emotions and how we feel usually are the first thing that makes us move or not move. (laughs) and if we can't if we can't identify what it feels like to be that other version of ourselves a better version of ourselves then we are stuck in the old feeling of well 
you know, it feels good to just sit on the couch and eat a bowl of ice cream because that's what I'm accustomed to. <laughs> that's what I know that feeling is, right? So I love that you pointed and drove home that, you know, you need to also visualize the f- how that feels to be in that other so that you can connect with that feeling when you when you want to pick the other feeling, the easy feeling, the habit that the one that's already been there all this time that you've already developed and it's got a strong hold, you know that feeling, but you have to interrupt that that um, message and have a new feeling that you identify with. Is that what I hear you saying? Well, yeah. And the other thing I want to add to this, which kind of like, you know, like comes to the next point of it is that when you ask most humans, why do you want to be healthier? Like, why do you want to exercise more? And why do you want to um, eat better? And why do you want to take, take on these healthy habits? Well, then they'll say the things that they're, they know they're supposed to say, like, well, because I'll, you know, I might lose some weight. I like, I'll feel like I have more energy. I feel like, like all the things that we know. And then I'll say, well, why is that important to you? And they'll say, well, because I'll feel better. Okay. Well, why is that important to you? And almost every time it comes back down to, because I'll be happier. Right. So that's a feeling that we're looking for. We're looking for something that's going to allow us to feel a certain way in the future. Like, and whether that's feeling physically, like I have more energy, but also emotionally people are looking for something that's going to make them feel better, feel happier. And that's why feeling in the process is so important. If we just stay neck up and we forget about how we're feeling, it's hard to go to the place where we want to feel a certain way without actually getting inside the feeling. Yeah, no, I love it. There's a lot of time. I feel like in our, in our world of fitness and stuff like that, that we want to try to push out the feelings like, um, and, and neglect that that's a big part of it. And like, you just need to be above your feelings and just push through it. Like you need to be motivated and just push through it. But it's like, those feelings are real. Like they're really real. So let's take those feelings and not like, you know, not necessarily push them off, but let's, let's change the way we, we come at those feelings and we connect with those feelings. That's, that's what I believe I hear you kind of saying. And, and I hope I'm on the right track. <laughs> well, the other reason that when, when you're connecting with them, one more thing that you can do with feelings all the time is, and, and some people are very like feelings based and some people are more thought based, but if, if people are inside a feeling and you're like, okay, well tell me what that feels like. If you felt like that, what would you be thinking? Right. And then once you know what the thoughts are associated with the feeling you want, then you can start practicing these thoughts. If I want to feel a certain way, I can be like, oh, that person might be thinking this, this, and this, which means they believe a certain thing. And this brings us back to what's the identity we're trying to encompass instead of what do I do? It's like, let's focus on thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, and they will allow us to just naturally and authentically flow into what do I do? That's great. That's really great. <laughs> I love it. Now you have a, um, you have a product that you coach that's called pacing exercise. Is that correct? Well, it's just an exercise that I do with clients sometimes and I call it future pacing. And, um, this is not something I invented, but it's, um, basically the, what I like to get people to do because that's very powerful visual exercise is to tap into the wisdom of their future self. Mm-hmm. And so this could be a future self that is 15 minutes from now, 
or it could be a future self that is 40 years from now. So I often use this as an exercise when I know I have to do a workout and I know the workout's only going to be 15 minutes, like a quick hit workout. And I just don't want to, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't feel like it. I just want to sit on the couch and eat chips and dip. Okay. I'll say, okay, 15 minutes from now, future self, I tap into her wisdom. What would she tell me to do? She would say, Peggy, get after it. You'll love it when it's done. You'll feel better. You'll be proud of yourself. Your body will feel like you'd like accomplished something. And that is often enough juice for me to just think to myself, what would my future self 15 minutes from now tell me to do right now? And she would tell me to get off my butt and get after it. I can use the same future pacing exercise to tap into the wisdom of my 75 year old self who just went to the grocery store and now she's got to take in eight bags of groceries from the car. And I don't want to do a workout right now. What would my 75 year old self tell me? She would say, Hey, like I've got things to do in this life. I've got groceries to take in. I want to be strong and fit and healthy. So you need to go and do your exercise so that in all of those years from now, when I'm 75, I'm going to easily be able to pull the groceries in from the car. So this is a very powerful exercise and you can do it for 15 minutes. You can do it with my clients. I do this exercise for six months from now. What's the ultimate best outcome six months from now? And what does that look like? And what does that feel like? And what is that version of you? What is, what is he or she thinking? What is she doing? What do they believe? What are they feeling? And then from those feelings and thoughts and beliefs, what is that version of you telling you to do right now? Let's take advice from our future self. When we take advice from our future self, it's this magic that really works because we trust ourselves. I trust that version of me because she's me. I'll, I believe what she says. I'll do it. Okay, I'll go do my exercise. So this, it can be an extremely powerful exercise. And, and this is why I often will do this, especially if people are in a funk. It's really great to be like, let's go into the time machine and go forward half an hour, an hour, six months. What does that version of you think you should do now? That is so great. And that's, that's something you do on a, a regular basis in your coaching, correct? I do, yes. Awesome. Well, and I love that too, because you're not only just changing the identity, the belief and the visualization, but you're really seeing the person that you potentially could be in the future. And by doing that, you, you start to feel who she is and what she is and how she functions and how she thinks to help the younger version of yourself see what is possible for you in the future. And I love that. So it's taking that be to have and do action so that the actions will really relate back to who you're being in the future. That's yeah. a really powerful practice. I <laughs> I need to do more of that myself. <laughs> well, and everybody really does work for self-coaching. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in a, and if you're in a funk at all, it's like, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths in and just be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling today. But what will my, my a version of me tomorrow that feels better? What would she tell me to do today? And maybe sometimes the advice is take a nap and that's okay. Because you, if you trust, like if you just wait for the knowing and see what your future self is telling you to do today, then maybe it's take a nap or maybe it's get after it and do your exercise. Or maybe it's make a salad instead of like, eating french fries or whatever it might be right so there's there's magic in this and this really does help to shift your identity it helps you to really start to believe that that version of you in the future 
that you want, that you have this desire for, that she already exists. And you just need to take the steps that she's telling you in order to get to her. Oh, so powerful. So powerful. That's where real lasting change comes from. We are so stuck in the actions that we need to take. And instead, when we focus on the being the person that we need to be and what they look like and how they feel and how they connect and how they are in our future version or our best version of ourselves, then our actions relate to who we are. This is a great conversation. Thank you so much, Faith. I love it. Is there anything else that you feel like we haven't really touched, the, but you feel like is a, a, a point that needs to be driven home for our audience today to really connect with that be, have, do model that you're talking about? Um, well, the only other like little strategies or things that, that might be helpful for people, the first thing, and you touched on this earlier when you were talking about when you first got together with your husband and how sort of those two lifestyles collided and created a different identity. So it's a really great example of how powerful it is who you're hanging out with, right? So, um, most people have heard the personal growth, um, message that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. So typically speaking, if you look at the five people you spend the most time with, you probably have similar exercise habits. You probably have similar eating habits. You probably weigh around the same. You probably make the same amount of money. You, you, those are the people that you see what they do and you, you become what you see. So if you look around and you see the people around you, and of course, most often people love the people around them. It doesn't mean you have to get rid of your family and friends. But if it's not what you're looking for, then you can decide on purpose to find somebody else to fulfill the role of here's somebody I hang out with regularly that has the the thing that I'm looking for, that has already the result that I'm looking for. So in because we live in 2022 and we have access to the internet, this is as easy as typing something into Google. I can find someone like a coach or a personal trainer or a Facebook group that can help me to get the result that I want because this can be one of my five people that I spend most time with that can help me to be inspired to take the action that I need to do to be my healthiest and happiest version of myself. So if you're looking around and you don't see that inspiration in the five people closest to you, reach out to people on the internet or go to a local gym or like join a a group to get those people around you because that will give you the juice that you need to like take next steps. Yeah, that is such a great point um, because we are influenced big time by the people we're around and stuff like that. And and a coach, coming back to a coaching and having somebody coach you in this is, you know, we always want to say, well, it's our friends or it's our family or it's these things are the people I need. But a coach is a huge. I'm sure you've had a coach in your life. I've had a coach in my life. Having coaches mean are, are will make a difference of helping you move forward and stuff like that. So it's it's not just the people around you, but really being vulnerable to be like, I deserve this. <laughs> I deserve to have a coach in my my corner who's gonna help me get through this. So I love that point. And and if I can add to that narrative of just a hair, um, don't be afraid to be that fifth person for yourself too. Like I remember when I started out, you know, really driving home that I want to be this best version of myself, my family, my family is Hawaiian. (laughs) So, you know, culturally we eat a lot, we socialize and most cultures do. Right. And, and I had to be that difference that I wanted to be because they weren't, 
But the more I did that, the more I saw they did it and they, they followed suit. So don't be afraid to be the light in those people around you because you don't have to like, I'm not going to be around you anymore because this is not who I want to be. I don't want to be that. Be vulnerable to be the light yourself, but you have to get around the other five people that are going to lift you up so that you can be their light and be be that for them as well. Yeah, so that, that I just have to plug that in because that does make a difference. I, I have, I have that conversation with my own clients is like their, their husbands don't eat that way. I have to feed my kids this way. Or um, my friends don't do that. They go out to the bars, they do these things. And it's like, and I love them. And I don't want to disconnect from them. And I feel that like, I don't want to disconnect. I didn't want to disconnect from my family, but at the same time, my change made a difference and a lasting change on them. And now I'm seeing that fruit. So, so no, like you can tie that to it as well, that you can tie that my change and my drive to have those five new people come in who are really lifting me up are going to help me also lift them up eventually in return. So it's a cycle, it's a circle. And if you want to see change, you have to have to be a part of that change too. Love it. Love it. So awesome. Well, Peggy, this has been so awesome. And I love where this conversation went and um, so authentic. It's so real. And I love the message that you have. I love your heart. Thank you. Yeah. Well, if at any point you need something from me, you don't hesitate to connect. And I look, I hope that we could do more projects like this together. It's been amazing. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. At the end of that interview, after the recording ended, Lindsay referred her listeners to a link that led them to my webpage. On there, those listeners found a complimentary 60-minute consult with me where I help you to get clear on where you are, where you want to be, and how to get you there. If this sounds good to you, head to drpeggymalone.com forward slash coach and get signed up. I'm looking forward to chatting with you and helping you get the results that you are dreaming about. If you're interested in learning more about Lindsay and her work, I will include links to her world in the show notes. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Thanks so much to Lindsay Pulliam for an opportunity to participate and share in her Building Healthy Habits into Identity Summit. It was great fun. If you get the feeling that I might be your coach and you are interested in learning more about me and my work and perhaps how we could work together, come visit me at drpeggymalone.com forward slash coach and sign up for a complimentary 60 minute consult where we can help you to get clear on where you are, where you want to go and how to get you there. Also, I'd love it if you would come and hang out with me on Instagram. You can find me there at Dr. Peggy Malone. If you enjoyed today's show and don't ever want to miss an episode, you can subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you usually listen. If you haven't already, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review to let me know what you think of the show and to help others find the improvement project. As usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that were mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. Until next time, my friends, stay focused and get after it.